You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance. The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, welcome to the next episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Yes, it is wonderful to be back and luckily we're inside today because mm. it is raining out there. It is. The, um, the rain has just subsided so we have some peace and quiet but if it returns, we're sorry in advance. <laughs> we'll stay extra close to the mics. I don't think Owen's tested recording with rain in the background. So. <laughs> I'm sure uh, our... Um, creative genius who is Sally will be able to edit this for us but anyway what are we talking about today? So we've had a lot of questions about the financial tools that we use in our personal life and there's so many things out there so I, I, it's really understandable that mm-hmm. people do want to know how to filter through and find the good things out there um, and it's obviously very personal what works for you but um, we thought we'd address that topic today and discuss some of the favourite um, apps, programs, websites we use when we're managing our personal finances. Yep, come on, we'll provide show notes. Uh, in we'll provide show notes yep. with all the there links. There will be to a lot things. of links in the show notes today. Uh, I should. I'd like to make one thing clear before we go on, though, is just to say that a these things are not recommendations, so we're not telling you, the listener, that this is right for you we don't know your situation but the second thing is we have no affiliation with these products if we do have anything we'll let you know uh, and we'll, we'll clear those up as we go through like i think i might have a couple so uh <laughs> we'll just just keep in mind that we're not advised like giving you advice that this is the best mm. thing for you we're just saying this is what we use mm. okay uh kate 
We're also going to do a, a, another podcast on buy now, pay later apps because I know we're both big fans and we use <laughs> these apps regularly. Yeah, it's a definitely a controversial topic and I've had the argument both ways with people over the last few years. So I think that'll be an interesting topic to discuss. Yeah, so things like Afterpay we'll discuss in another podcast. And I, I said that in jest before, it was just a joke. Uh, neither of us use these apps, those apps. So uh, we'll save that for then in, in any case. Kate, why don't we just kick off? What are some of the apps that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So I thought I'd start with my sort of budgeting and goal setting apps. Mm -hmm. So I have mentioned before, but there's a fantastic free app in the Australian app store called Frollo. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to connect all of your your bank accounts, your cards, um, and, and and even sort of your um share brokerage accounts and things like that and you can track everything in one spot and it also the most important thing is it categorizes your spending but you can also put goals so you might want to spend five hundred dollars on i don't know food in the month and Mm -hmm. it actually shows you how much you've spent compared to your goal and if you've gone over and it notifies you as well so it's really great if you once you've worked out your budget um you can put all your spending, saving goals in there. And it actually tells you if you've reached them, if you haven't. And as far as I know, it's free at the moment. Okay, cool. So it might be one of those ones where you get it for free now and then you get hooked on it and then maybe yeah. there's a fee, a fee I'm not sure on. if they're white labeling to corporate companies to make money. So Okay, I, so they might yeah. have a slightly different model. <laughs> right, okay. That's, um, I'm always that's curious one. about how people do really good products for free and what the incentives are, but at the moment it just looks like they're white labeling it to mm. corporate companies to keep it free for the consumer. Well, hopefully that continues then. Yeah. Okay, so what are some of the other ones that you use? Okay, traditional, uh, instead of Excel, I use Google Sheets because okay. it's on the go. I can log in on any device um, and I can just update it, edit at any time. So I use that sort of to track. Um, my assets and liabilities in one spot and that's sort of something I might look at once a month. I try not to look too often because that sort of makes you too emotionally attached to the uh, ups and downs of mm. your investments and your finances. So, But it's something I look at on a monthly basis just to make sure I'm on track and reaching like on, in progress to reach my goals. Okay, so that I use Google Sheets as well, but I use it for everything. <laughs> uh, or Google Drive for everything. So do you just put like all of your investments and cash and you actually manually put that in there yep yeah right okay that's no that's fine that's it's cool. sort of like cathartic going through at the end of each month and going this is what's in this bank account this is what's in this transaction account and sort of i'd manually type it in there i mean i could use frollo and just check it all in one place but I, I kind of like seeing the progress and i've been doing this for the last two years so i can sort of scroll to the very top of the sheet and see the very beginning of my saving mm. journey when it was just sort of sitting everything was just my savings and sort of how I've grown and I've had to add more columns over the last couple of years but it's really interesting to sort of scroll back and look at where you came from and where you are now hmm. okay cool I like that it's uh what's that smart goals yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember the acronym so I'll just leave it at that but uh <laughs> I'm sure we can google smart goals another app that you use you've, you've got another one on, on the list here that I've seen yeah I've so this is heard, one heard it. it's sort of a it's a neobank, but they are backed oh, have by Bendigo and Adelaide banks. So they're not completely brand new. They're using the infrastructure of Bendigo and Adelaide banks. So, um, it's What's a neobank, just for people that are listening? Yeah, so it's very loose definition. I was doing some research the other day, but pretty much a new banking institution that sort of cuts away all the old parts of the bank and offers something new for consumers 
fancy tech, roundup features, savings. Um, it uses technology to track what you're doing and how you could save more money. Mm. Um, so there's all these different cool features. They're usually brightly coloured. Mm. Um, they're really popular in the US and the UK. Um, and there's a few um, that have got banking licences in Australia but haven't launched yet. Uh, so that's going to be a very interesting space to watch. Cool. Okay. So they're pretty I much like doing it. something new. Yeah. And they're doing, using technology to make banking better for the consumer. Yeah, right. So it's obviously all online. Yeah. So tra- no traditional branches. So it's mm. all online. And most of them at the moment are only doing sort of transaction and savings accounts in Australia. They haven't got as far as home loans and other products yet. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So this one is called Up Money. Um, so that, that's what I mentioned before. And they have a great tool in the savings account. So you set up one savings account. So you get mm-hmm. one BSB, one account number. But inside that savings account, you can segregate your goals into lots of different ones. So inside mm-hmm. of that my savings account, I've got a Christmas account. Mm-hmm. So I can transfer money straight in there. And I can also set up a goal that I want to save $500 by Christmas time. And I can also turn on roundups. So all my roundups go straight to Christmas and I can move money there and see how I'm tracking towards that goal. And I can also, uh, I have another goal for New Zealand because I'm going to New Zealand later in the year. So you can have multiple savings accounts for different goals side by side and they let you label them with emojis as well, which is cool. (laughs) Okay, cool. I like (laughs) That's the best part, the emojis. The emojis that just just makes it cool. I like that. Um, You, so... as we, we, we drew up the, the notes for this episode, I noticed that you have such a better list than me. Mine's terrible, but uh, we'll get to them in a minute. So what are the, some of the things that you use for investing? Yeah, so at the moment for investing as a brokerage account, now bear in mind there is I think 20 or 30 different companies that offer brokerage services in Australia. So do your research and sort of CanStar Finder have comparison sites that you can compare different costs, different tools, but I currently use ComSec mm-hmm. um, just because it's simple for me and it offers the things I need. Um, but definitely do your research there because there are more competitive priced options. Yeah, I use ComSec. So uh, that's uh, no shocker. I think it's one of the biggest in the country. Mm. And um, they have a good app. Yeah, I don't use the app. I deliberately do yeah. not use the app. So If you want to just have the app to check prices for things, that's quite handy. Mm, okay. Um, so I use them uh, for sh- uh, reporting for like tax and stuff, um, a company called ShareSite. So they're free for the first 10 uh, stocks or ETFs you put in there. So you can um, generate tax reporting and it also tracks um, your account as well. So you can see all of the information you need in one spot and – generate good reports and sort of get a picture of your investment portfolio in one spot. Mm, your performance and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah cool. And there's a product called InvestSmart Portfolio Manager. Yeah, so that's another free tool that you can use to track your entire net worth in one spot as well. So I use that as well to put everything in one spot. Mm-hmm. Cool. And how about, I know you've got one more thing here under investments, which is research. Where do you... Where do you your yeah, research from so i am sort of still in that learning phase so mm-hmm. i'm sort of trying to learn why do people buy stocks for what reasons why do they sell them why do they do badly picking xyz stocks so i have um over the last few years tried to work out which fund managers i like and i follow them so maybe by either following them on twitter or subscribing to their newsletters mm-hmm. where they they're always happy to send out their quarterly reports or their monthly 
performance reports, but they often write about uh, what stocks they're buying, buying and why. So that's always interesting to sort of learn a bit and pick good fund managers that have had sustainable long-term returns as well. And it's it's interesting just to follow along and see what they're doing and learn from that process. Hmm. Okay. Um, you don't you uh, do you want to share any of those names or you don't want to? Um, there's. So there's a few in the US that I follow. Um, and in Australia, uh, I certainly follow Platinum. Um, what else? Forager. I'm just trying to think. I get quite a few. Those two are good. So those yeah. <laughs> are two of the bigger ones. Well, yeah. well Forager's um, not exactly the bigger one, but it's uh, got Australian and U- uh, international investments. And yeah, it's and uh, run by Steve Johnson, who's a hmm. pretty um, humble guy and nice enough. So... Seems to be pretty yeah, and intellectually sort of, honest. As I've spent time on Twitter, I've followed, so followed some more and unfollowed some sort of to see which ones I like. Mm. Cool. I like that. Um, all right. Podcasts. What are your favorite podcasts? Okay. Well, apart Other from this one, our podcast, uh, there's a great one in the US called Listen Money Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's run by two young guys over there. And that's really interesting. They have more long form interviews. Um, and sort of go in depth in different topics. So I, I've enjoyed listening to that, and they've been doing that for quite a few years now. Bear in mind they're going to be talking about 401ks, which is sort of the American version of super, and other things that aren't really relevant in Australia, but the core concepts are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I really like is called Invest Like the Best. And Patrick O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, so he's, that's, he's a professional fund manager mm-hmm. um, over there, and he talks a lot more holistically some is some is really specific but some it's just sort of investor psychology and uh really broad topics and it's very interesting and he's he does a good job putting those together yeah he's a brilliant interviewer um i have been listening to owen's australian investors podcast so he's had some great guests on there um steve johnson was one of them yeah and uh would you have the founder of magellan the CEO yeah. of Magellan? Yeah, founder and um, chief investment officer, Hamish yeah, Douglas. So that was uh, Owen's first billionaire interview, so that was pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> yes, he was. Um, there's another one by Chris Gillibo called Side Hustle School, and he publishes an episode, it's about four or five minutes every day, sharing hmm. a different person's side hustle story. And I've been sort of listening to it on and off for the last few years, and the amazing array of ways that people have uh, created a side source of income through side hustles like everything from cool. like a beekeeping to um like swimming instructing to i don't know i've listened to some crazy ones but um like it really shows you that you can make money in a million and one different ways if you're creative is it australian uh i think he's american okay. but he features stories from all over the place oh cool i think i went and saw him when he came on his book tour last year so that was pretty exciting oh nice um okay last one yeah and there's another one by abc called i think the money um and that's more a little bit more technical looking at the australian economy and how everything works Mm. on a more technical basis and they do put a lot of research into that podcast yeah economics yeek (laughs) jeez i mean half of it still floats over my head but yeah. I try. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's interesting. Well, I've been reading this really it. basic economics book at home. And I've sort of been Economics doing, 101. Yeah, essentially. It's got pictures and everything, but still <laughs> okay. struggling. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, how about this is a good one. I like some of the names in here. How about uh, the websites that you use or that you read? Yeah, so we had a guest uh, called who runs a blog called Miss Moneybox on earlier this year. So mm-hmm. I really enjoy her writing style, and she writes in a really down to earth and understandable she way does. about does. personal finance issues. So that's really a good one to start with. Um, there's also Money Magazine, so that's Australia's pretty much only money magazine. Um, so Is it actually a magazine? Yeah, they print it. Do they? Yeah. Huh. I think they celebrated their 50th birthday, 20th right. birthday. I saw okay. some photos the other month. Um, so they, that's still in print, so you can find it at the newsagents if anyone goes to those anymore. Um, otherwise, but they do publish a lot of free content online and that's usually quite good and they get advisors and accountants to answer um, questions as well. So that's cool. quite a good source of free information and it's fairly factual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're looking for something a bit more focused on investing, Livewire is a great oh, place. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they are Yeah, good. for free information uh, from fund, manager or fund managers all across Australia. Yeah, cool. And there's also the Australian Financial Review, which uh, um, I subscribe to. Oh, you do? You pay for a version? (laughs) Yes, the student version, which is uh, nice and affordable. Oh, nice. I like it. Um, Though my friends friends have told me that I'm probably the only 20-year-old in Australia that's reading AFR, though I'm sure there's more. Oh, I'm sure some people see it on the train, left behind by someone and read it. Yeah, so I've got the app, though. I'm a bit more tech-savvy than that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I sort of have a look at what's happening in the financial news on the way to work. So that's sort of how I get some of my news. Cool. I like it. You don't read uh, Rest Media? Oh, occasionally. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, when you hit my inbox. Tough crowd, I guess. Um, okay, final one from you, which is the books okay. that you like or that you've read or that you would recommend. Yeah, so Side Hustle is probably the first in the list that I really like that I read. Um, so that's the guy who runs the Side Hustle podcast. He, It's a bright yellow colored book um, mm-hmm. and... That's just, if you want to start a side hustle, that's the book to read. And all the libraries will have it by now because it's been in print for many years. Cool. Um, I Another book I really like is called The Simple Path to Wealth. And that's mm. probably one of the most popular personal finance books in the United States. It does have that US perspective, but it really um, shows you the importance of getting started with investing early and that it doesn't have to be complicated, but it's just about doing um doing it regularly and just getting started so it sort of shows you what is possible with investing mm-hmm. jl collins has got a good google talk on youtube actually it's a really good hour of listening or watching mm. and another one i really like is called millennial money by james and patrick O'Shaughnessy. Uh, not quite sure of the relationship between the <laughs> okay. two if it's brother or father and son um anyway that one is really good for young people american perspective again but I really rate Patrick O'Shaughnessy and it sort of tells you the importance of getting started and why cash in the bank is going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, uh, yeah, well, I suppose, fair enough. Uh, any others? Or is that it? Uh, that's, I could talk about books for days, but that's probably enough for now. Okay. Now, just uh, going back over some of those, I reckon the, uh, the Frollo tracking app sounds really neat. And um, it's uh, interesting that we both use the same uh, 
brokerage account, but I guess not. It's not surprising. Mate, we all get signed up to Commonwealth Bank when we're a kid, and yeah. it's just natural progression. Well, okay. So I was. But this is a good segue into my stuff. Yeah. But um, I used Comsec, but I didn't start there. I started with uh, CMC Markets because I went to. I think it was the CanStar website, and they were like the top of the list. That's They're cheaper as well, aren't they? Yeah, they were about nine ninety five when I joined mm. up, and I think they've gone up a bit now. But they're pretty much the same thing. At the time, CMC Markets only did Australian. And it's through CMC Markets that I found ShareSite, actually, which is the reporting app that mm. you mentioned. I don't use as much anymore, but um, they had an integration there. So I used Comsec. I did use CMC Markets. And then for US-only shares, I did use Charles Swab, which was Options Express at the time. It's a bit clunky because you'd have to send, but you'd have to send the money, then send off like a screenshot of you depositing the money, and then it would have to get approved. And it was just a bit of a yes. That sounds antiquated. Yeah, it was for something that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it it was a bit of a pain. So mm-hmm. Comsec offers it all in one place. So that's why I went there. Anyway, uh, ING and ME Bank are the two banks that I use. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not trying to sell it to anyone, but. Uh, they, were, they offered pretty good rates, particularly for couples. I found ING slightly better for couples. They're getting cut. Yes, they are. Well, they're all going to get cut because interest rates are falling. Mm. So expect cash, like you said. If, if you've got lots of cash, you're not <laughs> going to be um, you're not going to be laughing for too much longer. So yeah, ME Bank. Um, I use. I'm about to get. I'll get to this in a minute. But I use Apple Pay with my iPhone. Uh, I own shares in Apple. Just a disclosure, and. I link my ING and my NAB business card to, to Apple Pay so I can just flick through the cards and just double tap mm-hmm. on the side of the phone. I feel like that would be annoying, having to swipe between the cards on No, your no, phone. so it's simple. Like It uses facial recognition because it's the iPhone ten or whatever oh, it is. So fancy. And it, you just press the button on the side. It yep. takes a photo of your face. It confirms it's you, and then you can just flick a card away or in okay. if you want to use that one, and then you tap right. and go. I've only used Apple Pay of one card. Right. You can put like a, like your Virgin velocity or your what i think maybe like woolworth rewards i don't know all that sort okay. of stuff you can yeah you, you can store all that kind of stuff on there so that's pretty handy uh i mentioned i used nab for the business for the rest group because uh i was with comsec uh, combank and they sucked so the apps and all that's fine but i don't like paying ten dollars a month commonwealth bank <laughs> just to have an account open so if you're listening to this yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what Sent yeah. me across the street. So I, I mean, had an account. I went in there. I'm like, can you wipe this $10 a month <laughs> uh, bank account and charge? I, I said to him, I'm going to have like 10 accounts with you. Surely you, I don't have to pay $10 for every single account I have. And they're like, no. So I walked across the road to NAP and they did it yeah. without that. It's so, not worth paying any account keeping fees nowadays. Yeah. And I, I think I've mentioned in a podcast before that I have a, not a complex, but it's, <laughs> I have a company that's got a trust and then there's all this other stuff that goes on. And the people at NAP helped me out there. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, no relationship to any of these product providers, by the way, and they could change at any time. Uh, Google Sheets and Google Drive. So Google Sheets is like the yeah. Excel version and Drive is like the all-in-one everything's place where you can put things in the cloud, you can access it. Like I'm reading this stuff off my iPad. I could get it on Google my... Google Docs has changed our lives. Yeah, and the thing is all, of them, all the others are playing catch-up now. And some of them are pretty good, but this it, Google Docs is by far the best in my opinion. <laughs> okay, so for investing apps, I said I don't use Comsec. Not uh, I don't I don't check my brokerage account. Quick, you use Comsec uh, on enough. the computer to clarify. Yeah, I do use Comsec yeah, on the computer. Just yeah, not on just, your phone. Yeah, not on my phone. And even if I do use it on the phone, I actually use like the the browser 
Chrome or whatever on my phone. But That's anyway. That's what I do with Facebook. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't let myself have the app. Um, interesting. That's a podcast for next time. Yeah. <laughs> I use the Stocklight app. I know the guy that runs this, Jason. Um, it's Australian-made app designed for um, you know, just keeping track of your portfolio. I don't. You can't trade through it as far as I know. Uh, there's a bit of a conflict here, though, I should say, that our news and our research actually goes into his app. Mm. I used it before that, but this is... Yeah, it's just yeah. happened recently. Um, I also use PayPal. But the business obviously sends and receives PayPal. But PayPal's really good. I was taking German lessons, like language lessons, yeah. and I was amazed. This guy, he actually lived in Denmark, and he literally connected with me via email over tutor.com, and he said, just send the money to my email address. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you just use PayPal. And I just put in his email address <laughs> and literally like just sent and receive it. Like money, like yeah, that quick. Wow. And we even use it now for the business. We can buy things online just using PayPal or what we get inv- invoiced as a business through PayPal. So that's mm. really cool. Disclosure, I own PayPal shares. Um, Twitter. So I use Twitter for um, keeping up with everyone. So y- yourself and everyone else in the financial <laughs> Twitter sphere. It's really cool because you can just talk to your to like the person that you really who's your idol who yeah you know you re- really respect sometimes they might just tweet back at you or you know just send you off 140 characters or 280 yeah. whatever it is now Twitter definitely breaks down the barriers you might never get a chance to see this busy ceo in person but yeah. you send them a tweet and you're probably going to get a response i mean i haven't had mm. any time where i've tweeted at someone and haven't had a reply yeah and normally they're more than happy to like or retweet something nice that you say <laughs> let's be honest uh and that's about it so i've been over like apple pay twitter um i do oh i'm going to get to some more fun, uh, investment related stuff in a minute but um yeah there's there's a whole host of things which we'll go over quickly but some of the books so um the richest man in babylon so this is a book that was based i think it's written by george Classen, and it's you read the first chapter and you're like what the heck is this <laughs> why has this sold a bazillion copies who actually reads this junk yeah. well actually once you get through the first chapter it is amazing so i'm pretty sure that every single finance book ever written is based on this book right. and the reason why is that the book draws its lessons so like save 10 percent of your income pay down your debts to your family and all that sort of stuff this book is based on things that were written on stones in babylon Really? So, like, I don't know, I'm going to say thousands of years ago, it was actually written on stones and they found some of these stones and then they've translated them and they made it into a book, which was written about 100 years ago or more. So really the advice hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. These principles haven't changed. So if someone comes up to me and says, this is the greatest finance book ever written, well, I'd be like, well, Ed probably got all of its ideas from this book, which got its (laughs) ideas from stones from like before they had paper. So... (laughs) Uh, so I have to add it to my book list. Yeah, it's okay. it's it's a really short book. It's really um, big letters for people that don't like little letters. It's uh, small pages. It's actually pretty. Besides the fact that it was written a hundred years ago, it's actually pretty easy to read. So, cool. well well worth it. Mm. If you understand the principles from that book, you won't need any others. Honestly, yeah. It's uh, the rest of it's just trying to execute what the yeah. principles are. I mean, most personal finance books are just sort of regurgitating similar information. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like the most popular books of recent years have been books that have effectively just taken those principles and made mm. them more uh, accessible. Yeah, more accessible, easy to understand, and then to put into practice. Yeah. So the the next book is a book called Happy Money, and I've got it right on the, on the desk here. And um, <laughs> Owen's a true fan. Yes, 
Oh, well, I was actually um, just preparing for this podcast and I thought I'd just bring it out, but uh, it's written by someone called Elizabeth Dunn and Michael Norton. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to our podcast with Ted Richards. I think he was lectured by Michael Norton. Oh, Any- wow. Yeah, anyway, we'll put the book in – when he was at the, we did this Harvard Business School yeah. thing. Uh, so we'll put the book in the show notes. But it's a book about the perceptions towards money and how you – how we feel and interact with money and it's got some it's not like a book that you go and you're like oh i want to learn how to budget it's actually books it's actually a book about how you can have a better relationship with money mm. and that, that sounds pretty geeky but some of the things that they talk in here are so relevant to everything that you do in life like the the, the simple one and this is a piece of advice that i give to people is when they have money don't buy material items, buy experiences, buy things that you'll remember because those are the things that you'll get so much more satisfaction mm. from. And what this book does is it's a hundred and what well it says here before epilogue, it's 135 pages. But then there's 50 pages of studies to back up all of the <laughs> references. So all the references, 50 pages worth oh, wow. of references That's to the lot. ideas that they put in the book. So what does that tell you? That actually tells you that they actually did some research on yeah. – the things and, and they come up with some great studies that you could go away and you could just read because they're fascinating because mm. more about psychology anyway uh zen in the art of uh, zen in the martial arts this might sound weird yeah and it does it, yeah it does <laughs> yeah okay so um this book is by a guy called joe himes and he wrote like 30 books i don't know and he wrote mostly about tennis i believe for most of his life uh and then he decided to write a book when he was studying martial arts from people like bruce lee so all these people that were like famous you know, martial artists in America and they were touring and whatever. And the book is brilliant because – and how this relates to finance is that if you've, if you've got a really unhealthy association with the world at large, you're never, ever going to have a healthy relationship with money and investing mm. because as an investor, as someone who has to deal with bad times – and also has to invest and look forward with optimism because if you don't, just go put your money under your mattress. <laughs> uh, if you don't look at the world with optimism, then you're not going to have that healthy relationship when it comes to putting your money to work. And this is a really good book about just understanding who you are and understanding what's important in life and what's not. Mm. So I include this there because it's just it's just good life advice. And <laughs> if you ask the financial planner, you'd say most of their time is just spent teaching people habits. Yeah. And that comes from just, you know, having a good relationship with the world around you. So the last one I'll just mention here is the How To Money podcast. <laughs> so that's run uh, – who's it run by? Oh, yeah, just someone, yeah, so, I don't know. someone knows. Someone I think I met once before. But uh, no, I, I think it's um, a great resource. And I'm not the only podcaster that's recommended your podcast, Kate. I think – Alan Collar and someone else recommended yeah. it They're not too long ago, so you're famous. <laughs> yes, yep, in the Money Cafe, so that was cool. Yeah, another big podcast in Australia. So, okay, I'm going to quickly finish this up and say some of the investing stuff that I look for. Uh, fund managers, there's a couple of great fund managers who have very different styles that I look for, so I've just put a few in here. Um, a guy called Tony Hansen from uh, EGP Capital in Sydney. He's a very small fund manager, but some really good ideas. Ken be a bit oh, I don't know he, he he will express his view and he has an opinion mm. so don't be put off if he's got a strong opinion on something it's just who he is and this is someone you should be following on Twitter yes definitely should follow him <laughs> on Twitter so I don't know if it's EGP Capital or EGP Tony or something like that but we'll put a link in there um, Joe Mago so both these guys I've interviewed for podcasts Joe Mago friend of mine runs a investment fund called Lakehouse Capital 
totally different to Tony, kind of like the opposite end of mm. the spectrum. Like t- Joe's is They're real, small caps, right? Yeah, Joe, uh, so Tony at EGP does small caps, very small oh, okay. caps. Joe does small caps as well, but he's kind of like growth small caps, Tony's value small caps. Oh, okay, right. And then Joe also does a global fund, which invests in you know, international shares and whatever. But those two are really good. Um, Tony's especially, because Tony actually goes like right into the investment thesis mm. and he really tells you exactly why he's buying things. Uh, our website, which is RAS Media, I put this in here because not because it's a plug, simply because I don't have enough time these days, so I just end up reading a lot of what our yeah. writers do on the, on the website. Full.com in the US. Mm. So The Motley Fool in the US, I think, is a, is a great uh, website. Full.com, that's as simple as it is. It's got podcasts, videos, uh, articles on US companies and international companies. It's a really good one. Morningstar. So there's Morningstar.com and then there's Morningstar.com.au. I never use the .com.au one. It looks like it was made before the internet <laughs> and it is seriously like it's slow. Whereas the US ones, you can actually access Australian shares on the US version. Okay, yep. So you could just go morningstar.com, comma, bank and it would come up mm. with the .com version. And um, that's what I use for getting a really quick read on like financials and stuff. So a lot of it's free. Mm. There's some premium versions or whatever. Finally, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Andrew Page started t- something called strawman.com, which is a website where you can share investment ideas. It's not for everyone. It's for um, for people that are really active in, not yeah. really active, but just more active with investing um, and really focused on individual shares for now. I don't think there's ETFs and that type of thing on the platform, but it's a, just a, a member-driven yeah. kind of in, engagement environment and it's, it's, it's really cool. And, and it you kind of vet other people's ideas. It's a bit better than... Uh Forums like Hot Cup or, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, where it can just be spammed and it can be yeah. pump and dumps, as they call them in the finance industry. Disclosure, I do have a financial stake in Strawman. So, um, yeah, that's my list. You've got your list. We'll put these lists together. In the show notes. In the show so notes. So you can uh, have a look, explore some of the tools. And uh, if you have any great tools that we didn't mm. mention, love to hear because always trying to find something better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially you. You seem to just try a lot. Yeah, I, I try a lot. And we might mention that in another podcast episode. Sometimes trying too many things can be to your detriment. But, <laughs> but hey, you got the whole buffet here, so you can choose from a lot. And now Kate's done her research. So um, yeah, if you have any questions, we, we love questions. Yeah, so um, I'm available at howtomoney.online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on rasfinance.com. Uh, and you can email, uh, oh, actually, you're on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter at HowToMoneyAUS and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter and Instagram. But people can email us questions, podcast at Rask Finance. That's podcast at com, Or you can just head to the Rask Finance website or the HowToMoney.online website to lodge a question. We, we really like the questions, really like the engagement. Uh, so please keep them coming in. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, hope you enjoyed today's financial toolkit episode. Yeah, it's a bit longer, but yeah. <laughs> Hope you get a lot from it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation.
you can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations, free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.